To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. You can check us out at tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to us on our various platforms on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is the Fanboy Podcast. I'm having a heart attack right now. That's what the thing you're hearing in the background is. If you hear it. <laughs> Clear. We're trying to bring this show back to life here at Pancake Studios, as always. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Edward Ing. here. And as always, we are in Pancake Studios, bribed by one Jonathan Vergara, the producer with the mostiest. That's me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a good impersonation. Jonathan was at the kitchen at the moment, but uh, thankfully uh, we are fighting outdoors. A, <laughs> fighting, we yeah, multi-talented. I'm a triple threat. Uh, this episode is going to be our uh, belated review for the winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture. Everything, everywhere, it, all at once. And literally, it won everything and was everywhere all at uh, once uh, this on thing Oscar has night. Been, this thing has a monster and it has been called the most awarded. Isn't this called the most awarded film of yeah. all time? Uh, I think it, it soon to be. I think um, at some point it's going to be. And I, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like at what what other award are they looking to get? Like, are, are they waiting to get at this point? But uh, I don't know. But they've it, it has it has practically swept everything. Baftas. Golden you know, Globes, yeah. National Board Review, you know, it just smashed all the records as far as expectations. Um, and also, look, it's an indie movie, right? right. It's produced um, on a budget by um, a, uh, is it A26? I keep forgetting like the-, the A24. A24, 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 right? You know, Which is having its moment of like, we're giving very creative people- you know, just enough budget, and they know, have picked up the exposure. They have picked up the ball where um, sort of where when Miramax used to think, used to think right? about Miramax, right, but way know. back in the nineties and the early two yeah. thousands. Yes. But uh, with a budget of look for fourteen point three million dollars, which is pennies these days, right? You very, know, like pennies, and they you know made some, it uh, and something nine that, times over, and something that this uh, these these two creatives. Um, the, the Daniels, the Daniels, as they're called by Daniel Daniel Kwan and, and Daniel, Daniel Shiner. Um, that they've had like in the in the planning stages since like 2010, yeah, and apparently have like maybe perhaps even had some filming stuff done. And this this is what I forgot: the Russos are also, are also behind executive this producers too, of this, right? Yeah, so which which I mean gives I, it its connection it. to the wider pop culture. You've seen it twice. I had to rewatch it, um, but I'm like, wait, they they're using these elements from like Marvel. I'm like, oh, the Russos are. Are behind this too, sort of. Well, they even talked about how Marvel sort of like lit a fire on their ass to get this thing done fast because apparently they saw the Into the Spider Verse animated film, and they were like, "Oh God, everyone is eating our multiverse lunch, so we better get this." You know, and um, I am not going to pretend that I saw all the Best Picture uh, nominees this year. I did not. 
Um, I am not going to. Pre- I'm not going to pretend that uh, either of these directors were on my my radar. And it took us a while to get around to doing this show. Um, partially laziness, partially also was just the phenomenon. Of like, is it going to win? Let's talk about it after it wins. This is a movie that, on paper, if you were to describe it to me just ten years ago. I would say I cannot believe that you're telling me that this won the, the Academy <laughs> Award. Uh, you know, the most obvious thing to a you know a North American audience is that it is a majority diaspora Chinese Asian cast. Okay, so that already you know you would think in an American market, a North American market, you know European market, probably maybe gives it some demerits. It is. Sci-fi with a philosophical bent to it, and it is filmed in a way that perhaps is not the norm for a lot of people's to like. Like, would just it's it's not on paper. You think this is not going to be digestible to the mass audience, right? It's not going to be a phenomenon. You know, at best, this is a very art house idea, and it's going to stay in the art house. Well, because, like you said, it's an art house idea. It it uh, it broadens the room of how you define a film, right? You know, it's very high concept. That's that's definitely um, in there. Um, is it just sci-fi? No, it's plenty of different genres, right? It's um, comedy, dark comedy, uh, um, uh, martial arts. Yes, philosophical. Um, philosophical philosophical existentialism, music, existentialism, nihilism. The, you know, the sci-fi aspects of the multiverse. And then, of course, as you said, you know. It has a tribute to Wong Kar Wai. I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I get what? it. What? Out of nowhere? What? <laughs> and this is like an unusual movie to be both widely critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And then, as, you, as we said, sweep everything and have a certain amount of resonance not just for the you know cognoscenti of film but you know it then touches on the simple fact that we've got this cast now outside of the actress who plays um the 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 young daughter who is Stephanie Sue look Michelle Yeoh Stephanie yeah. Sue Kihu Kwan short round himself for Pete you know, Jam- Jenny Slate James Hong, Jr. James, James Hong Lee, and Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis I want to really cl- concentrate though on Hong uh, uh, Quan and oh, don't get me started on James Hong and Michael Yo. Yes, <laughs> I mean the simple fact that like we have we have these. <laughs> yes, I do. I actually do. <laughs> Mostly because it isn't until recently that you found out you even had one, and you were like, now and now you can drop it on a now. <laughs> and yet he doesn't like Big Trouble in Little China, people. Shame, Edward. Shame. Anyway. Um, these, you know, James Hong, a, a venerable character actor who's been at it forever. Michelle Yeoh, someone who has been in the spotlight since she was, a you know, Miss Malaysia, right? Yes. Uh, and short round, Kiyu Kwan, who, uh, you know, someone who has this part of the, you know, Gen X imagination because he was both data in... The Goonies. Oh no! Look, listen. By this time, and, for you, you know, folks, I'm pretty sure if you watched YouTube, you've seen at this point Kia Kwan telling the story and how um, he hadn't been given, he hadn't been offered a job, uh, an acting job, you know, in Hollywood, in Hollywood yeah. for 20 years. Meanwhile, he's been behind the camera, right, as a stunt coordinator. Um, and that's the thing; these are not these are three veteran people. Mm. 
who have been kicking around this industry for a long time. Kicking is right. Yes, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about Michelle Yeoh, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, female The Jackie female Chan, Jackie Chan. Right? And her place has absolutely cemented that because unlike Jackie, she is still quote unquote kicking. She is, she, you know, there are where Jackie has not produced as many films in the last 15 mm -hmm. years as yet. She still does stuff. She's still getting cast and in both things in, in mainland China and things in Hollywood. And streaming. Like, now here's the thing about uh, Michelle Yeoh. Um, it's not like, look, she's past her prime. This is also a testament for, uh, between her Women and Women of a certain Curtis, age, yeah. Right? Uh, typically speaking, in Hollywood, if you're past 40, then you're, 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 you're going to be passed over, yeah. you know? And here she is. She's in her 50s, right? Uh, or, uh, yeah, she's, she's yeah. in her 50s. And here she is. Uh, uh, Oscar winner, best act, best actress, and um, in a film, in by a the film. way, where I told you one of the absolute pleasures of this film is the production design, which is not only good in terms of doing those interesting scenes, the cinematic stuff, yeah, you know, where there's a lot of trickery and you know mm. stop motion, Lights, of, you right. know, lighting, and they get a lot of you know they they had to work with a budget, and mm. you know, they interesting technique was used. But even when it's in its mode where it's just, oh, hey, here's a family drama mm -hmm. of, of, you know, immigrant people in America. And Ed lives in uh, Borough Park, which is the area of Brooklyn uh, that borders. I'll say it straight up. This is my mother. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, meaning like me because it's a, it's a, also a testament to, and it's also a, a love letter to um, the many women, Asian women in particular, who, uh, immigrant women. Um, trying who, to hold it down, baby. Trying to, not just that, but like the the idea of happiness, right? Mm. It's being passed. It's because her life is not her own. Mm. You know, I'm a stay at home dad. <laughs> I know what I really. I I have to say, I sympathize fully with people like my mother, even my wife, even where you know it's it's always this idea, this notion of my life is my, not my own. I live for my family. Everything I do, my happiness, I have to live for someone else. I'm cooking. I'm working at this laundromat, this job and, that and, I re I'm not And this is at, reflected right? again when I was saying about the production design. Because she, you look at her costuming. And, you know, Michelle Yeoh is a movie star. Mm. As we said, she started out as a Miss Malaysia, as someone who was in beauty contests. Yeah. And a and, dancer. And she's always been a, and a dancer. And she's always been a stunning woman. Mm. She is totally dressed down here. She's more than willing to let the, that digital camera show off all of her, all of her wrinkles, and she's in this dowdy outfit that, as you said, is like you could walk out here on Eighth Avenue in Brooklyn and you'd see five women who look exactly as yeah. Michelle Yeoh looked. At. I love that. I have always had an issue with really working class how what what working class people really look like on film, and it's always a caricature. And this was like. No, this is a family that's barely holding it together. They have their financial issues. This is how they dress. This, this is, is not this is crazy rich Asians. Right, right. right. Yeah. This is what the home would look like. We've all yeah. been. And by the way, I think this goes across races. You know, I've had family members and like you go into their house. Yep, that, clutter. that's yeah. what it looks like. You get the clutter, yeah. the elder elder person in the family who's kind of off to the side in their own little corner mm. that you have to you know do everything you got to do to take care of them and the the you know brushing up against different you know uh, you know cultural values from an older time another thing about Michelle's it's real it's real that way another thing about Michelle's career is that uh, I 
guys, go listen to our past uh, episodes about uh, on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, she's a part she of was, Star Trek. She's a part of Star Trek, right? She was doing streaming. I mean, think about it. Like she, she uh, has not slowed down, and this, you know, the fact that now she but has being added able, but this. Being, imagine being told, "Listen, you know, Michelle, we, you're past your prime." You know, you've done the uh, the the lady. You know, which no no one wants to talk about right. because of the controversy. Yeah. Right. Also, I mean, if they got Picard, it is not past her. Time. <laughs> well, I you know I I you know I want to say I want to shout out to another Asian female actress, um, Michelle Yeoh, still run a stroll, Ming Na Wen. Ming No Ming No Wen again. Michelle Yeoh's like, I'll take Star Trek. She's like, I'll do Star Wars. I'll do Star Wars, right. <laughs> I want an Academy Award, though. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, but Michelle, like, she's, um, I think, imagine being told by her agent, like, Michelle, you were supposed to win that Oscar for, from the lady. Right. Okay, and- Here's another project. Here's another project. Oh, we're going to have to, I'm like, have you, maybe, maybe streaming is I, the way to go. But I think How about that, Star Trek? But Star I think Trek. That, I, I think that that is also a good testament to the fact that she accepts a role like that. Yeah. Where it's not going to be like, yes, there's that one little section where she's essentially playing herself. You say the Wonka Y, mm-hmm. like, you know, tribute section of the film. But for the most part, she is in this dowdy regular person mode, regardless of whatever universe she's in for the most part. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, what woman wants to be like, oh, you're going to be in this movie and you're going to be dowdy. It's like, oh, I already have this industry that wants us all to be, yeah. you know, young ingenues. And now you want me to do a movie where for two hours I'm going to look like a frump. Um, which, by the way, shout out again to Jamie Lee Curtis, a woman who has yep. dealt with that issue her entire career of you're so sexy. We don't know if we can take you seriously. And now she is more a than nepple comfortable. A nepo baby. A baby. Right, right. And, but also she's now more than comfortable with playing a role like she played in this film. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to be like, again, here I am as a Karen. Well, here I am as an older woman with all of my wrinkles. She yep. shouldn't be afraid after being in like 10 Halloween, Halloween movies. That's, that's true. true. That's right. true. You could be afraid of anything after that. Michael Myers. But, um, that is sort of like the part of the story of this film that is not the film story itself, where it's like we're talking about the production, we're talking about the making of, but it has a great story to tell about that, of these two guys that just did something on a shoestring comparatively in most of Hollywood. $15 million. And and given their, you know, just let their creative juices, you know, run wild. And they also, what's funny is how popular this movie has been. Yeah, I'm actually surprised how little it made. Because it was big well, no. Popular. If you think about it, like you said, fifteen million, right? Yeah, it, like it, it made its money uh, uh, like ten x, net nine x, right? Yeah, you know, but nine ten x, whatever. Nine ten x, yeah. I'm, and 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 no, by the way, surprised. we no, no, you know, but but, but all probably the, got a boost from getting that nomination. But all the people that said they saw it and that they loved it, I was expecting like two hundred, five hundred million. You know, like, well, again, that's the that is the way. Uh, but it did cross over into cultural consciousness. Yeah. Also, because it you know, right place, right time. I mean, like, one could say in a weird way in terms of pop culture that what we are dealing with since about 2018 has been the age of the multiverse mm-hmm. as both a, inf- a, a, a something within narratives, but also real-life corporations yeah, yeah. look at this concept as a way to make extra money about things to the point where it's now a concept that is so well-rooted in the culture that we can be like, we're going to have an Academy Award film that is not a superhero movie. 
that is not a sci-fi Star Wars, Star Trek type genre film. It is like, no, no, but it is a legit, like actual film that happens to be a science fiction film. That it's not trying to push a franchise. It's, drama, yeah. it's not selling toys or it's, a game. It's good drama. It is, you know, it is a, it is, it's, this is the guys, are the, 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 it, it, the multiverse aspect is in there because, because these creators right. wanted to explore that concept. Yeah. And it's not housekeeping. It's not, we need to, oh, we need to do a continuity checkup on our franchise. It's these two creative guys wanted to do this. Story. And honestly, the concepts are almost kind of, you can even say like held together with bubblegum, right? You know, because look, look um, when um, Waymond, when he's like, with the way he's tapping into that ear thing, mm-hmm. or whenever they do that, and they're like, wow, they really are on a shoestring budget, right? You know? Yeah. And I'm like- Just do it. Just tell them. We don't don't have money for an effect. Just like, give me something. I can't can't imagine like when, as the Daniels- original Star Trek. The Daniels, well, here's the thing. Yeah, no. Without without the Matrix, this would never existed too, you know, because they're, they're like, it's like, oh, you have to tap into certain skill sets from a different timeline. That is, that's the- You're choking now. Well, but that's that is partially the genius of the film is they were like, what can we do to sex this up to make it something where flashy? Yeah, have a little bit of flash, add these other elements that will make it an interesting and engaging film. And the Kung Fu stuff absolutely has that. It does that. It, It, you know, it's like, oh, okay, let's, you know. And, and for the graphics that were there, they were amazing for only fifteen million dollar budget. Well, that's one of the yeah. things they 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 get very creative. The use of CG is sparing, but when it's there, it's important, and it and it adds to you know everything else. But they filmed it in such a way with these interesting takes, these interesting concepts of how do we get this information across? You know, what's a good splashy <clears throat> moment to have? I think we should talk about, you know, the, the basics of the film. You know, this is this is a film that, you know, when it starts off seems to be very, very small in scope. It does seem to be just be a Asian American, you know, an Asian American immigrant story about a a family that's a little brittle at this time because we have a, a visiting father. We've got a mother who is, you know, putting up a wall well, between her and her daughter and a husband who is maybe contemplating on divorce on divorce right. and all of this the is daughters, all circling around the drain yeah. because their business that they've been running for years seems to the, the 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 wife has not been taking care of the financials very well yeah there's also the uh the the fixation on you know from a traditional uh Asian American family and the fixation that hey the kid happens to be gay. It happens to be a lesbian, right? You know, um, in the midst of this catastrophic cosmic event, that happens daughter, to fall in their lap. Yeah. The daughter says, "Joy says, wait, this is what you're fixated on? Me liking girls? You know, in this universe? In this yes. universe? Because what you know, what we basically get is like the." It, it it sounds like a fever dream, but it's like okay, it's this true. woman, this woman, her meek husband, and her and her daughter that who she's having a problem with, along with her father, are actually there are multiversal variants of them. Look, from, I, look, who who are from a universe that sort of started the ball rolling, and the daughter has become some kind of avatar of all that all the doom in the universe. She's going can I, to. Can I tell you something? Uh, when I say that Michelle is like my mother. So I used to work with um, a guy his name Ricky. Ricky, he's a friend of mine, and he's a you know he's he's an openly uh, gay person. Mm. And uh, 
we had our baby shower at, um, at, at our friend's place and everyone was there. And uh, Ricky was just really friendly, and it's like, and he's and this and is he he was also adopting, right? He well, yeah, well, yeah, he was. His whole thing was like, you know, um, uh, he's in the process of adopting, but uh, he was just being really friendly. My mom got to talk to him, and 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 then like, okay, maybe like a couple days later, it's like, oh, you know, your friend Ricky is really nice. Jen is about to pop, right? Jen's about to pop. And I'm like, um, oh yeah, you know, like he's looking to adopt because he's, you know, he's him and his gay partner. And my mom says this, okay, you better be careful. And I'm like, be careful of what? Again, why are you fixated on this? There's a baby that's about to be born, you know, we're about to have a baby. What is this fixation on? Again, because... The I, culture does not is not open enough to understand. I'm gonna, I'm to gonna, I'm, you know what? This just reminds me of a story. I, when I first worked at the job that I'm working at now, my aunt Anna was working there, and there was some guy who lived on the third floor who happened to be gay. And Ed, guess what? What you just said? <laughs> I was a grown man. <laughs> hey, you know, well, if you know, just tell me if he tries anything with you. What? But my point is this, is that- This man is in his, he's a gay man in his 50s and I'm 25 and yes, I get it, I get it. But no, I'm an employee here at this building and I'm, I, I'm a fat ass. He's not, he's not interested in pudgy 25 year old me. He can do a lot better. Why do you think that he just like, oh, he's going to do because something. Because he likes bears, Miguel. By the way, Ed, remember, remember, Ed. Well, well, again, we're, Ed, well, I'm just going to say, remember, Ed, this is during the period when I was teaching you martial arts. Why would my aunt think that this, that because he's gay, he, he has superpowers, he's going to overwhelm, come on. But that is know? one of the underlying. But traditionalist oh, conservative families. One of the underlying there. things of. Of 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 the the themes that's that that's that occurs in this movie is that you know it's like while the the universe is collapsing and really about to be ripped apart, right? The focus this, of yeah. the traditional like Asian American is still whether or not mother. this girl is going to marry and have kids. Yeah, you know, and it's like <laughs> well, okay, you know, and look, and my so, dad and was again, like and that and that's too. The film basically is like okay. This woman is having an audit from the F from the, the IRS and gets thrown into this this multiverse adventure, where she's going to learn like the sad fact that the you know an alternate version of her husband who they don't travel through the universe. It seems they project their consciousness and then they get the memories of what they did in the their alternate versions lives. So there is a, yeah, there, if, the if, if you mm -hmm. basically an alternate version of you, Ed, if there was a version of you that had become a great physicist, mm -hmm. you would be able to access that person, that version of you's life and have all of his knowledge about astrophysics. But uh, in the multiverse aspect here, you have an alpha of, of each person. And um, it just happens to be that uh, the daughter character um uh who was trained to to jump into these multiverses by Michelle Yeoh's alpha character is the now daughter Joy the, is, in, is now a threat to everything because and she is crossing she over her consciousness into all these different you know all these different realities and they're like we need to stop her because she's a nihilist and she wants to destroy everything yeah I was just about to say that um, she has seen she has seen everything and this has broken her because yeah. And I'm being very dry about just sort of yeah. re, re, regurgitating the plot because you have to see it to really experience. She, she and, built and, this bagel, 
this, <laughs> well, this, this large get big but, this large this, but she has seen so many different versions of reality where every single possible kind of outcome that she feels that life has no meaning yeah or purpose and she's kind of looking to like put it into their end in the process of trying to find someone uh, to stop her, they've sort of done the same thing to Michelle Yeoh's character mm-hmm. in this universe. And the sad part of it is is that they say why <clears throat> they need this Michelle Yeoh character. They say, you're the one that just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You have the most room to grow because you're the most pathetic and sad sack. And so we get into those questions of what would I do with my life with these questions. I think that, again, it has to be seen. It's hard to really describe at the plot per se and the interactions of characters. And this gets to my one sort of criticism of the film. And that is, while I would recommend anyone watch this film, and I think it is very entertaining, <coughs> I do feel that at the end, you're not particularly quite clear about what the emotional resolution is between all of these people, per se, and that's just me. I look. I, you're talking about oh, a guy. Yeah, no, get wait, more wait, into you're, it. Ta- you're talking about a guy who just saw Tenet, and I didn't know what that is about. Well, so get, maybe get, I'm just stupid. Get more. Maybe into I'm it. just dumb. Get more I, into it. I like, think that there was this sort of like. I think there must have been. There must be more. There must be something I missed. Like I said, I had to watch it twice. Um, we basically get to the end there, where it is, where it's like, okay, the multiversal daughter wants to destroy the world in her with her nihilism Mm -hmm. and like you said oh was it the part where they turn into rocks and it's like no i that is the sign of stuff i loved in this film but i didn't quite get (coughs) what was that emotional resolution where like okay the daughter tells the we the, the grandfather finds out the daughter is gay and we have to have that moment of so i will not let you go this is not going to there's this reconciliation. I guess, it's a very hard reason. but I don't quite understand so, the the emotional mechanics of it. And then you have the point with the husband's character, yeah. who I get that he's supposed to be the unassuming actual linchpin. That that's the sort of thing they give, where it's like he says, "I want to be with you regardless." You know, in that other that other reality, I would if we were just poor and hanging on by our fingernails, that would still be enough with me. And like he says, I. You think I'm weak. I fight the world with kindness. kindness. That's why I yeah. do the things that I do. But I didn't quite get how all of that linked up so, with the other characters and things. More than I, I, I had to watch it the second time. Um, and more than anything, by the way, a shout out to uh, YouTuber Accented Cinema. Go watch his stuff. He's good um, stuff. Good he's stuff. And um, the way he explains it is this: it's that you know some of these characters they serve a specific purpose. Waymond. Um, well, first off on the whole topic of personal happiness, right? You know, um, or also, you know, he gets into this whole thesis about Buddhism and what is the whole point and, and life, uh, here in this movie, you deal with, uh, um, the concept of nihilism, right? You know, which is nothing matters, you know, but Buddhism, uh, because of their philosophy that everything is cyclical, Right, everything. There's this whole idea of reincarnation. Right, um, the purpose, the ultimate goal of Buddhism is to not be a part of, not just to break away from that cycle. Right, 
But on the contrary, one would think, wait, that means that Buddhists are nihilist are nihilistic. They really don't nothing matters. That's why they need that's why they need to break off it. But on the contrary, more than anything, what's more important to Buddhists is life itself. Is the, right? is the here and now yeah. that you're experiencing. And this is where it was a gut punch for me. A real gut punch, where which is that um uh as accented cinema would say, here's a moment of when you'll see it when you see it right it's really unspoken joy the daughter what what is what's what she trying to do she's it's it's an issue of of life suicide taking her own life right um i was about 14 15 and i dealt with that issue because my father and i this is the relationship that we had uh um an inability of just not having any connection or acceptance. My father was critical of my life choices. I was 14, fucking 14 years old, right? And at that point, I was like, what? Why, why does anything matter? And, you know, as I think of the think about, as I, as I, um, as those memories surge, as they, as they come back to me, those are some really hard times, right? Asian Americans, um, those of us, we're, we're caught in between worlds because we're not accepted by one, we're not accepted by the other. And uh, in, in an intergenerational- feel the pull of both of them. In, in intergener- and an intergenerational um, uh, a pull where you want so bad to have what the Western kids have, which is like where, the, where, where a parent would just accept you for who you are, but- Guess what? You're not going to get that from an from an Eastern um, uh, a reserve personality. Right, you know? That you so um, the 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 notion of why does anything matter? I was there, and uh, and here you have the resolution of the characters being the acceptance, being being the acceptance. Um, by the way, also a great um, uh, uh, um, analysis on on the out of all the different worlds. The world that was the ha- that that made them the happiest was the one once when they were rocks, because there are no people there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and this is where you know the googly eyes thing come in, right? You know, which is uh, Wayman. He, he, you know, he's he represents the 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 literally the joy, finding joy, finding humanity. joy and happiness in yeah. everything. You know, that's why kindness is his weapon. You know, so um, and uh, I. I would have to say my mother re- represented that, that sense. And, you know, my father was the Michelle Yeoh character, you know. So um, here you have the resolution of the the parents maybe seeing a little bit of the, you know, like, again, like I, I, I look at my son, I go, yeah, this is, I see a little bit in him and me, you know. And uh, and at that point, the, um, the resolution of, I'm going to save my child. I'm going to save my daughter from I'm going to save our relationship. An, exactly. A relationship from total annihilation, you know. Um for me it was for me it was running to the church, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that was my resolution. Uh here it's completely something different. It was a, a Hollywood I, 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 I would have I, to say a I, Hollywood resolution. Yeah, there is some of that. I do think there's a philosophical thing, you know, that you got me thinking about, which is as you said, it's like it, it is there's a grappling with nihilism in the film. Um, or an attempt to, you know, mm-hmm. its success may depend on whoever is watching it, you know, how well they do it. But I think there is something interesting to say about how they do say in the film that these powers do not go away, right? 
the mother and the daughter are okay. still aware of that whole adventure, everything that happened. I think maybe even the, they all were. And now they have gone beyond nihilism mm. because they do know that they have all those choices. It's almost like a Satori, a sort of like, you know, the whole look into the abyss. The abyss looks back at you where it's like, are you going to stare at the possibility that like if you grapple with the reality of – Look, if everything is occurring everywhere all at once and nothing matter actually matters to me here and now, do you just do you just accept the nihilism or do you go like, okay, that might be true. Maybe nothing does matter. Does that mean I have to you know get mopey and depressed about everything else? Mm-hmm. There's a choice made by the family to reconnect to protect that daughter to bring her back into the fold to bring all the two to accept and for Michelle Yeoh's character to accept things about the limitations of her life what she could have should have didn't do it's the sort of like looking at possible suicide looking at the end of all things and coming out the other side but not doing it in a namby pamby I'm just not going to pretend that that negative stuff doesn't exist I'm not going to pretend that nihilism the giant bagel is still there well but it's the choice not to go into the bagel. But it's also the the uh, the lesson that that Wayman imparts on us, which is like you know, uh, you know, if what you say is true, then uh, I would be completely happy mm. doing law- taxes and laundry with you, right? Which is the mo- the, uh, the ultimate gut punch of this movie, right? Which is like uh, no matter what happens where we go, uh, you know, this is this is Steve Rogers saying then we'll do it together. You know, like it's, it's that it's, it's, it's just like that really, you know? Um, but it's also, you Which, see the different scenes where like, you know, like when they go through the different like reality uh, flashbacks, yeah. no, I'm talking about the flashbacks, the quick flashbacks. Oh, to uh, Wayman, you know, oh, yeah. from the point, from the moment when, you know, she's born from the moment she's, the moment born, she's born and that terrible and, line and, of and buying sorry, the laundromat, right. We're you know? sorry. She's a girl. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what woman in the world, um, <laughs> plenty you, of women and that's the that's problem that's my wife that's a lot of yeah exactly that's too many you know? women females born in this world where uh, there's something in the culture from and a by Chinese the way, context dude from a Chinese yeah. context but you know what Ed Jeez. let's be honest that's not I mean I'm not going to say that other cultures in the world that it's not a thing right but let's not Let's not pretend that American culture is immune from it. Sure. There are a lot of everyone. Yeah. Every man is, you know, a man is always um, relieved when he has a son for multiple reasons. <laughs> and he's anxious when he has a daughter for multiple reasons. Okay. And yeah, um, I do. I do think that overcoming those issues that she had was a big a big part of the, the of the and I think it has conserved that as people who in the world are there are a lot of people who you know you know adrift from the church adrift from society there are a lot of people who fall into yeah, yeah. you know you know thinking about the uselessness of life or whatever and you know no one's going to solve that no one in my opinion is going to give you like a, a, a full answer I know Ed I know <laughs> Jesus he's cool I get it um, and but, I, I also shout out to James Hong. By the way, he has one of the funniest scenes, funniest scenes in the movie, right? Not because he's James Hong. Oh, but, yes, because he's James but Hong. he's James Hong, right? <laughs> so the googly eyes, they get like this is a a um, and a very important moment in the movie where Michelle where Michelle Yeoh's character Evelyn realizes, you know what? 
I see now, you know, um, puts the googly eye, the third if, eye. If nothing eye. matters, then you can make it absurd. Yeah, right. Right? And then, and then so like, well, why, 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 must the, why must the reaction be depression and mopiness right. that nothing matters? Well, then if nothing matters, she, let's make it, then let's make it matter. She starts let's make tossing, it whatever we she want. She starts throwing the googly eyes and then, and then two of them land on, on James Hong's <laughs> eyes and he's like, oh, so stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is hilarious. You know, like I just couldn't stop. Um, well, again, alpha go-go. Alpha go-go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the martial arts. That this was Dear not, God. this is not a team that had like they're a not giant, been tested, like, right? Yeah, that the martial this, arts that team. had that all of this experience had done multiple films and things, and yet I believe we saw some stars in the making. Um, I believe that we will see all those people in other things yeah. sooner than later, and I think some of them, yes, will get speaking roles, um, because like. They're performing. Or return, uh, or actually seen. So, Ki Hee Kwan, Oscar, uh, Oscar winner Ki Hee Kwan, um, uh, in the years that we hadn't seen him in front of the camera, had been in the background. Apparently, you know, he in was- far, In Eastern yeah, you know, movies and, right. and uh, various things filmed around, you know. Like, he was uh, a fight coordinator in, um, Gosh, what uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I, I think. Yeah, he's that, but that, that's been his bread and butter since, you know, we we last saw him in more or less Goonies. But right? now it's like so Marvels. I, I guess Marvels grabbed grabbed him up for Loki. He's going to be in Loki and something. Know, um, um, I mean, my God! I mean, look, look, they're ending, they're ending indie. Who's to who say knows? that they don't just like capitalize on his moment? Short like, round, short round, the series. Like, series. And I told you, I told you, <laughs> it should be. Kihu will play. It'll be take place in the 1970s. Kihu will play short round, now older, and we get uh, Shang Chi. Uh, we get uh, Simu Liu to play like the sun, and they're like oh, a whole. Dear God. <laughs> uh, uh, as I, a film, though, this you know, as you said, it you know, it it has a bit of a Hollywood ending, but that's the. Other part, the brilliance of this film is how it straddles so many things. How it, it's sci-fi with martial arts stuff with family drama, mm -hmm. but then you know it, it also it's tackling this like it's all done in a very digestible way. And then you know the martial arts stuff just makes it like pop. It it hits it's it hits a lot of different areas. Now I also think I. I feel about this the way I kind of feel to a degree. You know what? To a degree, kind of like Raising Arizona when I first watched it. Okay, all right. I love Raising you Arizona. Do, do you? I love that film. <laughs> um, it, you know, uh, in all honesty, I probably love it more than some of the more recent Cohen works, especially the more deadpan, very serious, sort of like, yeah, we're, you know, we're doing the great American film and, you know, uncovering the corruption. But that stuff's good, don't get me wrong, but I love Raising Arizona. But Raising Arizona is not for everyone. As a, you know, the flavor of that film is not going to sit with everybody equally the same way. And I feel the same way about this movie. Um, it's it's enjoyable, but uh, I, I can understand someone coming away going like, that got best picture? I don't know about that. Um, you know, as much as I praise the production values, as much as I like them, there's also a certain like style going on that you kind of have to buy into. Like, you know, there's a whole section <clears throat> with this, uh, puppet raccoon. <laughs> raccoon, 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 <laughs> where you go like, this looks horrible, but I guess that's the point, <laughs> but it's fine because it's so weird and strange. And like, now it's 
This is yeah, the I mean. absurdity. There's, oh my god. The, like, wait, the, again, we cross over from nihilism to absurdism. Yeah, and um, I I don't know if I have anything more I, to say. A really deep analysis here because it is a film I think you have to see. John, you saw it, and now as someone who like I I don't know. I think this is a movie that I think would appeal to someone like you, John. Does it? Did you enjoy it or? Were you kind of like I don't know what this who the audience was for this? I loved it, and I think it was for everybody. Mm-hmm. A little something because it's multi generational, and not and mm-hmm. not at the same time. You know, I like I can easily see everything yeah. always, all whatever. You know, at once. The, the name itself kind of says that, yeah. But it, also, to be everywhere means you have to be nowhere, right? So it is for everyone and no one at the same time. <laughs> can you hear? Can you hear the gong and the wind blowing through? <laughs> Through Jonathan's hair right now. I, I have to say, though, like... He um, just disappeared in a cloud of smoke. Can we... Like, here's the thing about art films, right? You know, like you bring up Raising Arizona, like the art films of our generation, the ultimate art film of our generation would have been Pulp Fiction, right? You know, like easily there are people... Here's, who, yeah, not, who are not going to grok to it. No. Here's my... And didn't I guess grok, only... I com- meet people who hate Pulp Fiction all the time. Right. And here's my uh, only complaint about this film. It's It's length. You know, it's it, like you would have to really watch it in like I couldn't I, I saw this uh, and I had COVID. So I watched it in my I was uh, I was um, kept at a distance and I had my man cave, which is my converted garage. So You watched it. And then when it was over, you were like, I can step out of quarantine now. <laughs> it was so long. It was so long. The infection right, yeah. has run its course. You know what? You're not wrong. You know, it's like after I watched st- it. I've now stepped into the universe where I don't die from COVID. But, and that's the thing about those who are not lovers of films, not movies, but films, especially independent films, which is like, yeah, you know, it's a little too heavy. So, and I know, listen. Uh, yeah, it's again. Rosie. It's a heavy I'm film. I'm pointing at you. Oh, God. Clark's godmother. Um, and that's okay. Look, you're, you're, it's fine like, for like you I, to like, like I said, like. like I said, I watched Tenant and I felt like an idiot afterwards. So, I mean, these things, these things happen. Well. You take away all the metaphors and the, and the graphics and the fantasy. It is a real, it's a hard movie. It's about like people about to have a divorce. But it's right? also. about people not accepting others for who they are. Big life Issues um, exist. Ex- 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 children moving. We go. It, it, it's the, 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 the it's movement like, of this film is IRS. I mean, is that's right? Exactly. Else. The, 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 else. the movement of this film is existentialism mm-hmm. to nihilism and to a cathartic so absurdism. I can understand someone like Rosie being like, "This is too heavy." And that's the thing about, um, I forget, there was a movie that I saw earlier last year. Uh, it was about um, uh, people living in trail parks. I, I keep, for, I, like, I forget how to already. With, 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 uh, with, um, um, Allegedly. Uh, with, with, uh, um, friends, uh, whatever, McDormand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever the case was, it's like, that's always the. Oh, is that the three the signs, the thing yeah, with three. Sam Rockwell? Signs no, 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 that one's a great movie. Okay. But there's another one, right, you know. Of um, oh yes, and you were saying like what it at the end like, of it all you were kind of like yeah like uh, I I go to the movies to not to be depressed and right. here I am watching a movie and I got depressed right you know thus why this needed the Hollywood sort of ending because yeah, they were getting so, really heavy and they needed some uh, some sort of catharsis I, I would have to counter what you say Jonathan like I don't think it's that it's it's universally digestible because it's an Asian family 
right? You know, like I can imagine. I can't imagine what there's the, some people. You don't, you, there's maybe, some people going to have hangups. No, yeah. no, no. Not everyone will get the the particulars of a, of an Asian family, but there are a lot of people that have elders that don't accept the children for who they are. That feel like they have to pretend to be a certain someone in front of someone. Uh-huh. And to to break down those barriers and to break down the facade. There are many. There are many. There are many a lot people. Of families deal with that. There are a lot of uh, you know uh, couples, regardless. Yeah, gra- oh no! Hey, I, no regard- I mean, hey, there hey, are a lot hey, of couples. Hey, okay. My grandma is not going to hear this podcast. Okay. So I could say this. Oh. You know, she's uh, not to throw her under the bus or anything, but you know, she's older and. Sometimes she says stuff. Got it. Sometimes so these it. old people say stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm not going to go into this. Don't go into this. But, but, but like, but, but like, yeah, but like I think, I think there, I think there is some. I mean, like, there is something to be said about how look, films find their audiences. Not yeah. everything yeah. has to be for everyone. Right. Um, most people these days don't pay much attention to the Academy Awards in terms of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you know, there's still some people like, yeah, I'll see. I want to see what mm. is considered by the critics and the people in the business as what they thought was the best offering that year. Um, but this film does straddle all of those lines pretty well. Yeah. Um, if you're open-minded, again, I suggest anyone go see this. Decide for yourself. I don't think you're right. Uh, this film's not. For weak people, <laughs> not for weak people. Okay. You heard that, Rosie? No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> Your bloodlines are weak. You didn't watch. You didn't see everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I guess I don't think I have anything more to add. I don't think we do have anything more to add. Uh, I would say one more thing. Okay. For me. Oh, yes, Ed. Well, last thing, it, which is, uh, uh, and this is a crit- uh, uh, a criticism maybe with the Oscars. Again, I don't care about okay. the awards, but uh, Stephanie Sue. Stephanie Sue. Okay, yes, let's let's finish off on this one thing. I love Jamie Lee. Ed, you're, I'm gonna, we're gonna, I know, I'm gonna, I know you a, and Jamie I, Lee. Curtis. We're gonna do we're gonna do a bit that's a personal bit between you and me. Yeah. That that will sure. Know, so gonna, no, no, no. But I'm gonna. <sighs> Jamie Lee Curtis is great. We all love Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> this is the buttering up before we throw someone under the bus. It's like we all love Jamie Lee, but. That was one of those gimme Oscars where we say you're old enough that we and have been around long enough mm. that we're just going to give you one. It's an honorary Oscar. It might as well be an honorary Oscar. Is her character in the film and does she give a good performance? She gives Absolutely. a great performance. It's not best supporting actress level for that film. That belonged to Sue. She, oh my God, she is a very important part of this film. It's silly to think that oh Michelle Yeoh as the is if is if Michelle Yeoh is the first I would I would I would hazard to say she's the secondary lead after Michelle and then you, and then you have Kiku Kwan, but it is it is somewhat the second, ridiculous. The second viewing, not giving her her performance it, like completely giving her that like, award, yeah, yeah, completely like hit me. In and the again, face. love Jamie Lee, love what they did with her in this film. There is a there's a miles difference to the importance of that character and even in the performance because Jamie Lee is great but even she is not tasked to do what you, you know what Sue did in this film uh, the the role of Joy originally was supposed to go to um, uh, uh, what's her face from um, not Aquafina Aquafina 
It was. It was supposed originally, but she couldn't do it because of scheduling, right? So if you if you I want, see, if I you could... are a fan of Nora from Queens, <laughs> right? Watch Stephanie Sue is a is a is a is one is one of the 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 supporting She makes it. She makes. And, and, and I can understand why she had to bring it. If now, if if she was replacing Aquafina, now can because you I can see Aquafina, because you know what? Here's the truth, Ed. I could see Aquafina doing, but I don't see Aquafina giving a, a Stephanie Sue perform. I think she would have. I think she would have. I don't I know. think it would have been. It would have been a, maybe a little more off the chain, and that's but I think thing. she could have I, done with it. I think she could have tapped into. Sue a lot of did things, exactly though. what but she did. She, she did. needed to do, and, in and this it moment. was, and yeah, that was a bad call by the academy doing the usual. Well, let's or maybe the right call because it's all about marketing. It's marketing that'll get and and she'll. I think I think we it's all will, publicity. I think we will see. I don't. I do not believe. Perhaps this is the last time we will see her. Up well, on that stage, we won't see the last of the Daniels. That's for that's for certain. That's for sure. You know, uh, and like they're going to move on to do. And I and I will end. I just I just want to I just want to say this before we sign off. As talented and as interesting as they are, I don't want them scooped up by any of the big franchises yet. Give me a yeah, few. You, more. you were like you were like this is a masterclass. Yeah, this is a masterclass. This in is filmmaking. okay. This is the maybe the film with the most film school feel to it because of the budget, you know, where it's like we just got like we got to do interesting no, stuff. I think uh, I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier. This this is about acting. This is about the drama. This is about the story, and then. The little bit of graphics was added, you know, as dust. Yeah, but, but what really carried it through is the act, right? But and, and, they and, did and the but, cinematography, right? And, and that's the, yeah. the thing that they had to be super creative yeah. because the budget was low, but, and therefore, like, that's the thing. Like you said, so but that's put, why they knocked it out, right? Yeah. This is crazy though. The soundtrack, like, I—that's the one thing about the soundtrack. I didn't know the soundtrack was in collaboration. Um, oh, uh, um, with David Byrne, Andre yeah, 2000, yeah. Randy Newman. Like, what? Like I it's creative. No it's creative. And like I said, I don't want <clears throat> them to get scooped up and do a Star Wars or a Marvel or a DC. Which they might. Most likely. I want to see them in one or two I want to see them give me, like, if this is their, like, as far as I know, if this is their Reservoir Dog, what um, is their Pulp Fiction? Mm, so okay. If this is, if this is their Raising Arizona, what is... You know, what is their Lebowski? What is their... Stephen Wright. <laughs> I'm going to be introducing their second film. Jesus. Love goes Love where my goes rosemary goes. <laughs> so, Escape Billy's super sounds in the 70s. I don't know if you guys already talked about this because I had to deal with a, a, an alarm. Fire alarm, A yes. false alarm, but I had to deal with the alarm. Fake news. So what... <laughs> fake news. Fake news. CNN. Uh, the, the fire alarm. They yes. won't turn the cameras. Yeah. Um, anyway, was it Marjorie Taylor Greene? Did, did she said something fire outside? It's, it's time was, to monkey did, wrench did, the monkey did, wrencher. Did Marjorie Taylor Greene put like a flaming bag of poop on the front door? <laughs> exactly. Is that what happened? Yeah. They had to stomp it out. Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, you were saying. No, so I don't know if you talked about this in the beginning, but you have such a heavy hitter like Michelle. Um, how did she get involved? Do you know her story? With getting, with, with this movie? Yeah. Uh, I think that they, they like I said the planning for this was back because, oh, like to tw- said, was, was like back into indie, was back to 2010, budget. right? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I think we have to, you know, this is where we bring up the fact that Asians do not get the leads in 
Hollywood productions as often as they could or should. And I think when you are sent a script like this and you are a Michelle Yeoh, you are interested and you you will... What do you want me to do? Oh. I, like I said, do you, do, you, do you want me to dress down? Do you want me to look frumpy? I'll do that. Oh, no. This is something I uh, need to We're wear. forgetting something. And she tells a story in, in Junkets. This was originally pitched to Jackie Chan. And Jackie passed up on it. And so, and then oh, Michelle, I did not know Michelle, that. Michelle tells a story like um, when she goes to TV sh- on, on, wow. on talk shows. Jackie, you Can idiot. You well, Jackie, you idiot. Jackie, mistake. Jackie is an idiot because he's yes, an idiot. Because he's, yes, because he supports the CCP. Well, you know, I get it. I couldn't do this movie. Everything is no. Because I couldn't, uh, I can, I couldn't do the different dialogue. But, but if you ask me to do the pa 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 pa, but wow, no, wow, this reminds, yeah, this is, yeah. this is what like. A, what an idiot, but this is like OJ Simpson not getting Terminator. Yeah, that we got Arnold and said, yes, that's that's not a monkey wrench. That is the script was written for Jackie Chan until um, uh, the the Daniels uh, reconceived the protagonist as a woman, and you know what? Wow, best decision ever made. Yeah, best decision ever made. Not because my feelings were Jackie. Here I'm gonna Jackie can pull it off. Right, that's the thing. I think, and like we can't always remember when we always say that Jackie is not Bruce. Jackie wants to be, he wanted to be Chaplin or Buster Keaton. Yes. And there's a pure <clears throat> filmmaking aspect to a lot of the effects and things that they do in this film that, yeah, I could totally see Jackie. He would be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this would just, this is just like a Buster Keaton bit. Like, I want to do this. Um, but no, I did not know that. And that is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I think you get offered something like this, you jump at it. Oh, Jackie didn't want to do it. I read this script. This is amazing. Let's, yes, I want to. But Let, let's story. let's but then, yeah, you know. and again and you know what again wrapping it up here for the fifth time um <laughs> similar to like a black panther and yeah. you don't I can do black panther too the, the <laughs> pa, 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 pa. <laughs> but i mean like but, but like again like again when when everyone heard that the black panther like marvel's doing black panther <laughs> and they want a murderer's row mm-hmm. of all of the they want black yeah. excellence on screen all right all right yeah i didn't i didn't i did not get a call washington mr right. feige Mr. Feige, you did not give me a call. But it's okay, because I, I mentored Chad. Chad. <laughs> you, look, you, my, son, my son is available. John David Washington. He can do things forwards or backwards through time. You know they have a, but, okay. you know they had a deep relationship. Yes, yes, they don't. Denzel, Denzel was a mentor, did mentor him, yes. But like just like when that happens, that call goes out. And I guarantee you that it was, it was just like, if, let me put it this way. If James Hong, give me, give me another name of another, like that kind of character actor. Rick Young. Rick Young. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like those two, oh, those two motherfuckers. They saw each other at the at the at the. See, I look like a motherfucker at the to at you. the auditions, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hello, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw you here too. Oh yeah, you know it happens. Uh, oh, oh, did- to do that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yes, I don't want to get in any trouble. Um, as I said, that's all we're going to say. Um, coming up uh, for our next episode is going to be our Arnold Sploitation special. This is right. We're going to talk about the you know, raw deal, running man, yeah. uh, red heat, commando. Commando. You don't know, decide. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be don't, fantastic. Don't, don't. 
Don't deprive yourselves of some pleasure. <laughs> this Don't is where you. I get to talk about like what this is, like what made me decide to twist the knife. No, seriously. We're going to get into Arnold exploitation, all right? And this is how deep we got into this, right? So, uh I this happened because one day I was washing dishes and I was like and, Let me and, put on what was a commando. Commando. And you revealed to me this the was the The next first- day you I'm in my backyard. Mikael just shows up out of the blue. Like, and he's been doing a lot of that, which is okay. I really welcome that, right? And then I go, I haven't finished Commando. He whips out his knife and he starts twisting it. Because he, he hadn't gotten to that part. And I'm like, Ed, you can't. You've this, got to. This is everything you need to know about Commando. <laughs> You're going to learn that hypnosis is the highest form of, form of, of, highest form of fighting. knife fighting is the hypnosis. <laughs> You get the you get your enemy to defeat like, themselves. At that point, I'm like, and then and then I finally finished it. And I'm like, yeah, what is where that is, about, man? Where is it? But also, you were like, where has this movie been all my life? Where, where has it been all my life? This dialogue is amazing, and, then, and I'm just gritting my teeth, going, oh, and God then it. and then uh, uh, and then uh, raw deal. And I was I like, said, you gotta watch. Well, I kept going. I kept going. If you if you haven't seen Commando and you by think that it's time, great, by, you at that point, watch and- by that point, I'm sw- I'm I'm like swirling wine a wine glasses, saying, you know, you know, this Arnold movie. <laughs> it's a certain vintage. It's a certain vintage. It has certain it's notes. Taste. There's <laughs> a hmm. there's a hit of there's a hint of raw <laughs> deal here, and uh, so and I personally a- <laughs> concentrated on the fact that these is a these are not. In the pantheon of Arnold films, even if they're well known, I think Commando is well no known. Chats. I think Running Man is is well known, but they're not well regarded. They're not Terminator. They are not Total Recall. They're not True Lies. This is Arnold, where quite frankly he was only one mustache away from being one of those direct to video, direct to VHS Mexican like you know revenge cop films. So that is what we'll be talking about when we come back. And so, until next time. Until next time, we fight for love. (laughs) We fight for love, Miguel. We fight for the things that are important in our life. And I'm just waiting for this ad to finish up so that we can finally like show show it because it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and you know, and I'm going to march off. No chance. Topic continued. Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, the Fanboy Podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our various platforms Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify and Google Podcast.